Good morning, good morning everybody and it is another beautiful day here in Montreal. I hope that wherever you are watching you are having the same wonderful weather. It really does lift up the spirits when you look out in the morning and the sun is shining. Well it does me anyway. Um, we're, we are currently studying the book Born Rich by Bob Proctor and um, we're in a chapter which is called Money and Me. And in fact, um, at the end of the chapter, which we are going to reach today, um, Bob Proctor suggests that we keep saying the words money and me over and over again. And I think it's actually a good thing, a good thing to say, it because sometimes we're so um, afraid of talking about money and definitely about me and money. And um, we have to be careful all the time who we talk to about uh, anything in our lives, but conti continuously say to yourself, money and me, money and me. You're gonna start to connect the things that you want with um, getting some money. So it is requiring us to do a lot of thinking, this book, a lot of accepting as well. It's asking us to believe that if we think about something, that we can make it happen. And this is quite a difficult concept to accept. I mean, we would all love to believe it. And I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm definitely gonna be giving it more of an active try, have nothing to lose. But if it works, imagine, imagine the wealth, the riches, the life that we are going to live because we were able to think about it. I know that today we're actually going to do more on this subject. But before we go on to the subject today, um, what I would love to do is uh, give a big shout out and thank you, first of all, to all of you who are on Podbean listening. For all of you who are here in the studio um, at uh, the Zoom for being here, because talking to yourself is something we're gonna have to learn to do from this book. But talking to yourself when you're trying to give messages can be a little disheartening. So it really makes a tremendous difference to us to know that you are out there and are listening to us. The second uh, group of people that I want to thank are all the people that take the time to welcome other people. So Lise, Mathieu, um, we're so grateful that you're always there on Podbean saying welcome to anybody so that any new people who join us can automati automatically feel part of the group. And of course, um, Jacqueline Stockley, who continues to add extras to our group, Millionaire Lady Amon, um, who uh, finds things that um, really, really enhance the things that we're talking about. And finally, I would like to thank personally Mary Pierre, because if it wasn't for Mary Pierre, this podcast would not be happening. She is the one that keeps all of us on track, makes sure the sound's working, makes sure we're connected to Podbean. And uh, for that, I am very grateful. It makes it much easier for me to just come on and talk. 
So um, now is the time, everybody, to share. It is time to share. Anybody you know who needs a change in their life, perhaps it's time for them to listen to the podcast. Anybody you know who really needs to start thinking differently. You know that person that actually you would like to avoid when, they, when you see them? because you you actually don't want a conversation with them because you know that you're going to go into this downward spiral and you know that they really need to change the way they're thinking and perhaps anybody you know who is struggling from month to month paying their bills and not really knowing how they're going to get out of this debt why wouldn't they give um the methods and the ideas that we're talking about from this book a try to my mind nobody has anything to lose but to try so um yes let's get the um the uh, show sh shared and uh let's move on now to today's reading so this morning um this chapter is called mental money so from now on we have to imagine ourselves with great wealth. So since I did this chapter this morning, I've been, uh, you know, when I was preparing it and then I went to make coffee and I went and I said, oh, I'm so happy that I have this wealth in my life. Um, and I, I really am starting to practice what the book is telling us, right? Because why are you gonna read a book or listen to somebody else tell you about the book and do nothing. Like you might as well just put it back on the shelf now. So I said, okay, I have to, I have to embark on the book. So I'm gonna be talking to myself and I, I often talk to myself out loud anyway. So I'm just gonna seem a little more batty than normal. Um, so I'm gonna be talking to myself saying, I like money, money is good. I love people and money works for me. So it's just a question of having phrases that you can pop into your mind all the time in the day. And when you're thinking about this great wealth that you want in your life, what would you be doing? And it takes me back to the, the uh, as I was talking to my husband after the podcast yesterday, and telling him about the exercise we used to do a perfect day and um, it takes me back to that and I, I know that's an exercise that I want to try and do every day what is a perfect day it's going to put thoughts into my mind and when we think about what we might be doing when we have wealth we actually also need to mentally do them so um, it's funny visualizing. I'll tell you a little story. I, as you know, I um, my daughter has a CrossFit gym, and every Friday afternoon at at one fifteen, I go and do an hour CrossFit with Brandon, her husband, and my son-in-law. And you know, I did it originally to help them, to support them. You know, I think Alan and I have probably put a lot of money into the business indirectly to support them. But now I go because I like it. I really like it. And often um, what I'm doing is things like biking or rowing or all sorts of other, he started getting me to do some gymnastics. 
But when I'm on the bike now, what I do is I visualize riding around my favorite place, which is Fingal Bay in Australia. And what I find is the more I visualize, the better the exercise is because now I'm climbing up a hill because I know where the hill is. I'm visualizing the route and it makes the exercise of biking fun. So when I was thinking about the visualizing aspect of doing it, that's exactly, I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it on a bicycle in the gym. I'm doing it uh, cycling around my favorite place. And when I go on the rower, I'm, si I'm rowing around the bay because I've done that so I can visualize it. So anything that you've already done in your life, it's much easier to then visualize it in your mind because yes, you're acting on memories. But if you can make those visuals work for you, it can be really exciting. So maybe you've had the opportunity once in your life to travel business class or first class in any situation. Well, why not imagine yourself doing that all the time? That is something that maybe wealthy people would do. Um, and so for me, it's, it's really beginning to, to make sense, to make sense. So if, imagine what you're doing because your mind cannot distinguish between what you are visualizing and what you are actually doing. Mental actions always come before physical actions. So if you can't think about it, it's unlikely that you're going to manifest it. Talk to yourself. As I said, if you're like me, maybe you'll talk out loud. Tell yourself how happy you are to be wealthy. Congratulate yourself on your latest decisions that you've made, which have brought you more abundance. This is one of the wisest things you can do. You are communicating from what we call your highest potential to your lowest potential. But what does that mean? So you're on a program of self-development. And as you, uh, as you progress through this program of self-development, you are going to come across three different planes of existence. The, the highest plane is called the spiritual plane. And that is where you're basically, you know, putting information out into the universe, if you like, and, and, and maybe trying to pull on that information too. The second uh, plane is the intellectual plane. And this is where you are, are saying that money is good. You're putting that out into the universe and your intellectual plane is now creating for you the images of what will happen when you have wealthy abundance. So that's your intellectual plane. And your physical plane is the lowest plane and that's where whatever you're thinking about starts to happen. So um, all of that, it could sound a little bit by, like mumbo jumbo, I know. But what have we got to lose to try it? What have we got to lose to think about those things and, and I know that when I'm on the bike, it works because I'm visualizing 
and I'm working harder than I would if I was just sitting in a gym watching the numbers in front of me. And in fact, sometimes I end up working so hard that I can't believe I did it, right? So for me, this visualizing thing is powerful. So the words you speak to yourself are going to have a big impact on what you're doing. Um, I love people and I use money. Money is a servant. I am the master. Using your spiritual plane and thinking those thoughts will automatically develop ideas about what that means to you. So you can use your spiritual thinking to come up with the ideas. This is the thing that differentiates humans from animals. We have the, um, the ability to create ideas, to think about things, to make things happen in our head. We take an idea, we think about it, make a picture in our mind, and then we manifest the actual physical action. So I talked to you before about going from the highest plane to the lowest plane. So the highest plane is the spiritual, then you go to the ideas, which is the middle plane, and then to the physical, which is the, the actual um, thing that happens. Unfortunately, in life, most of us live the other way around. Most of us have a thing, and then we get ideas from it, and then our spiritual well-being or not is compromised. So how do I, how, what do I mean by that? Okay, we go to our bank account, it's empty. Now we start thinking, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm gonna be poor, I'm gonna lose my house, I'm gonna lose my car, I'm not gonna be able to pay for the food this week. And so what we do is we start to uh, think about uh, in our ideas, the things that are gonna happen because of the physical thing that we just looked at. And then spiritually, we become depressed. We become unable to move forward. We become um, downtrodden and, and, and not the beings that we want to be. We are no longer an optimist, but a pessimist because we looked at the physical thing and went backwards. So you have an empty bank account. Does that mean you have to say, I love money, I'm going to be wealthy. This is, yeah, that is what you have to do. And that is the most difficult concept because, you know, when you have an empty bank account, it's empty now. How am I going to get my money for my next thing? But that is the thing that keeps most people impoverished because they never change the way they are thinking about the problems they have. They never think of a solution, they think of the result. And the result of the empty bank account is that you then start to um, have ideas about what that result is causing. But if you think about it, we want to have the effect, the thoughts, and then the result. So given that you have an empty bank account, you really need to be thinking about the effect and what that could give you and then the results will change. I know it's, it's quite a hard thing to think about, but when you think about 
um, if you think that it is true that your bank account will make you impoverished, then that's what's going to happen. Maria always says that if you say that something can't be done, you're right because you've already decided. You've already manifest the not happening. So where you are now is a direct result of the physical manifestations of your previous thinking. So if you think wealth and you've had ideas of wealth, you're likely to be com comfortable. If you think sadness and, and you stay in that sadness, it makes you into a sad person. And sometimes it's really hard to be able to get out of those things. And, and what you have to do is imagine a life. I mean, we've all lost our parents or grandparents or hopefully not brothers and sisters. But, you know, when you lose somebody, you feel this immense sadness. But the difference between people who stay in the sadness and people who move on is all to do with the way you think. And so uh, that for me was also powerful. If you want to change, you must change your thoughts. If you think through what is being said, it actually makes perfect sense. It is the natural way of being, whether you believe in God or a spiritual universe, we were given the, the ability to build any ideas we desire. We need, therefore, to choose magnificent ideas. Don't let the physical world control our thinking. In Emerson's essay on self-reliance, he describes envy as ignorance. It is not good to have thoughts of envy because the people who produce the stuff that you're envious of, they had the thoughts to produce the stuff that was good. And now it's manifest in their work. Vincent van Gogh said, I dream my painting and I paint my dream. And a quote from Lincoln says, to believe, to believe in the things you can see and touch is no belief at all, but to believe in the unseen is a triumph and a blessing. And that, I think, is really what the whole of this chapter is about. The chapter is called Me and Money. You need to say the words me and money several times a day. You need to get com comfortable with the concept of me and money. You are the master, money is the servant. Keep your thoughts to yourself for now. Don't share them with other people, otherwise they'll persuade you that you're like talking nonsense. Make sure you are, are convinced of what you're thinking before you share it with others. Don't let their negative reflection on what you're telling them invade your thoughts and prevent you moving forward. So now I'm going to pass over to Marie-Pierre and um, she is going to tell us a little bit more about these thought processes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Melanie, because now we understand that, yes, we want and we will create everything with our thoughts. So it's so important that we can control our mind. So learning to gain control of your mind 
No, it's not gonna be easy, but <laughs> it's gonna take hard work and plenty of focus, but someday maybe you will have some unwanted thoughts that want to uh, make a toll on you. So you want to make sure that yes, you can say no, no, I am in control of my mind. So I can certainly say no to those thoughts. So there's a 15 tips to help you learn how to control your mind. So number one is to practice mindfulness and meditation exercise. So it may not seem as if meditation actually help you control your mind, especially if you first start, but you sit, you relax, but no matter how you, how you try to clear your head, rhythm tops keep popping back to distract you from the calm that you're trying to achieve. Yes, it's normal, but <laughs> mindfulness meditation will help you become more skilled at focusing on one thing that they happen. So as you become more mindful, you will notice that you no longer need to constantly pull your awareness back from troubling or distracting thoughts. Number two is to include that positive affirmation in your self-talk rather than put downs. So yes, if you don't already have the application of the I am, I really recommend that you have it on your phone and you can uh, decide if you want it every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes, every hour, <laughs> every day. So you already have that positive affirmation. I am on your phone that will pop up. And yes, you have a notific notification on your phone. What do you do? You read it. So you make sure that you already have those uh, positive affirmation that you will read every day. Number three is take a pause and breathe during your day to slow your mind down. And this is a great method because it's one that will work even if you don't believe it will. Because the people have used breathing to calm their nervous system over millennia. And science uh, just recently shown how, why it works neuro neurologically. <laughs> so yes, just breathe. Number four is to avoid things that trigger negative thoughts like strolling through social media. Number five. Ask self-evaluating question if you are confused or unsure how to think. Number six, develop better self-awareness to identify patterns that cause you unwanted thoughts like rumination or a bad attitude. Number seven, work on challenging your inner critic and changing your perspective on situation to be more positive. Number eight is make sure you rest your mind properly after exercising or on a stressful day. So take time for yourself. Number nine, journal down, journal down your thoughts to let them out and express your feeling. Number 10 is to talk with a trusted friend or a loved one for support. So being stuck in your head can be destructive, partly because there's no real order to the monologue and no sounding board to help you put things in perspective. So part of the reason that therapy or talking to a friend or even journaling are effective is reading the, in the mind that is uh, that they provide perspective. So the very act of crafting your thought into a coherent narrative will help you understand them better. So they can start to take shape and um, take <laughs> to, uh, will help you out um, to make sure that they will take shape and you will really understand it. Number 11, 
Learn that it's okay to acknowledge your thoughts, but let go of the one that don't save your purpose. So it's human nature to flinch away from pain. So of course, we'll prefer to avoid uh, those thoughts that will cause distress. But pushing away unwanted thought isn't the way to gain control. So that usually just makes them more intense. So instead, try the opposite. Accept those thoughts, let them in, and then let go. Acceptance can even offer clues as to why specific thoughts keep coming up. Number 12. Stop listening to negative and pessimistic people that they try to give you advice. Stop listening to those people who don't know they don't know. <laughs> Number 13. Practice positive visualization when you become overwhelmed with unwanted thoughts. Number 14 is have a mini interaction with nature. So there's a lot of evidence that spending time out in nature will help with your mood, your well-being, your stress level. But not everyone can just go out in the forest when they feel overwhelmed. But a new study reported that just to have a moment just with an interaction with an item of nature will have a big influence on your mental health. Okay, we've lost Marie-Pierre just for a few minutes. Um, she's frozen. Hopefully she will uh, come back um, and um, because uh, I want to know what the, uh, the rest of the, <laughs> of the things are I need to do to uh, improve my mind. But uh, she seems to be well and truly stuck. But the, the, the most important thing about this is that... Um, you know, there are things that we can do. And actually, while Marie-Pierre was uh, telling you some of those things, I downloaded the app that she told us about, which is called um, uh, I Am. And um, it's a very simple app. And so over to you, uh, Marie-Pierre. Sorry, we lost you there. Yes, I'm not sure exactly where <laughs> it closed, but I think I was doing the last one, number 15. Is it good? The, the one I got was the nature. The nature. Okay, perfect. So nature was number 14. And the last one, number 15, is do something physical. So the idea now is to override your internal dialogue with the physical activity. So take a shower, clean the house, exercise, go on a walk. But uh, you know, exercise will, of course, add uh, many other benefits to your health. So remember, you are the owner of your mind. So it's important to remind yourself that you are in control. Nobody else will be best to tell you what your what thoughts you should or should shouldn't be thinking. So it's up to you to put in the work. Sometimes it can be daunting to challenge your unwanted thoughts, but do the necessary hard work to banish them. So being brave and dealing with the negative will make room for healthier, healthier and more positive thinking in the future. So you decide what your thoughts come into your mind and how you will interact with them. So in the future, ask yourself, will you let your things control your thoughts? 
Or will you work towards learning how to start from your thoughts and really control your mind? So everyone deserves to feel like they really own their mind. So I hope you're feeling inspired and now you know exactly what to do. And yes, like Melanie, if you don't have this app, go and get it. It's a great way to start your day and to get those positive affirmations every hour or 15 minutes <laughs> like you want uh, during your day. So we wish you a beautiful weekend and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.